Welcome to My Beautiful Stories, our conversations about finding the magic in the mundane. Coffee grounds, a humble ingredient. In our household, we produce some daily. You love to make coffee. I love to drink it. Yes, it's nice to know you appreciate it. I think over the f- a few experiments and research, I decided that the main part of making a good coffee was to make it freshly ground, and the rest was just a distraction. Or so you say. And it's interesting that we never really gave the coffee grounds themselves a second thought until very recently. We'd make our coffee, we'd produce quite a few grounds, and they'd just always go in the food caddy and out the door, getting recycled by the city council. And then the lockdown came, and we were forced to slow down. And one day I remember that grandma used to add leftover coffee at the roots of trees, and she always said it's a natural fertilizer. And now the plants in the garden get the fair share of freshly ground coffee as well. And the kids like to help with it while dropping half of it on the way, on the stairs and on the floor. Coming back to grandma, this is just one of the small things that she was doing. She was a self-taught permaculturist, that's what I realized later. She never used pesticides, she had a flourishing garden, and she was doing everything by moving the potato crops every two years, planting the tomatoes in the sunniest spot, harvesting the best seeds for the next year's crop, letting the fresh wild garlic to regenerate, planting yellow flowers by the berries to protect them from pests. And probably a number of other things, but I think we got the idea about the permaculture. You don't want to know any anymore? Oh, that's a shame. Anyway, that's where I learned how to make tea out of dried dandelion. You still don't believe that that's drinkable. And that's where I learned the difference between a shop-bought tomato and biting in a tomato freshly picked from the vine when it still smells so intensely with the green of those leaves and it's so fresh that it still crunches when you bite it. It just, it's almost like an apple. It's truly a magical experience. To be honest, I don't remember when I last had a tomato fresh. Whereas throughout my childhood I... We used to eat tomatoes all summer long, every summer, when I was going to grandma. And as you have punctuated already, I could speak about grandma's garden all day, but we move on to the discussion. And what we are going to discuss today is the great wisdom of the elders. For instance, grandma. She had this deep connection with the earth and with nature. And it seems that over just a generation, we kind of lost it. Yeah, we just had to relearn those ideas, which for her were purely natural, like recycling the coffee grounds was just natural for her, whereas we were chucking them out and buying a fertilizer until you recall that we were forced to be creative, but we could have just kept it. So this is the first point, that maybe our elders enable this connection to the earth. But there is a second point and even a third point. But the second point is that, to me, the last few weeks have been a natural way to show off our elders as important assets to our society. There are lots of people that have naturally come forward out of retirement and helped out with the NHS. But there is more than just one way in which they help. If they can't physically be present, then there are other ways in which 
older people are vital these days. For instance, in the homelessness organization that I work for, they are the ones who provide that essential social contact remotely, phoning the people that are homeless and vulnerable and more isolated these days. And little is spoken about this because I think that focus tends to be the other way around on the fact that older people need more support because they tend to be more isolated and that is important to acknowledge. But I think that equally we ought to mention and celebrate the new role that they are taking and the fact that their support is significant. This creates a society where people support each other. Yes, and I think apart from their connection to Earth and the fact that they are helping as everyone else is in the crisis, the third point from me is that they can really provide a sense of perspective and a touch of wisdom in the current situation. They can really, because of some other adversities that they went through, they can really bring some peace to what everyone else is doing. I recently phoned my 80-year-old aunt and uncle, and I was really surprised how stoic their attitude was to what was developing around them. And I think I benefited myself from some peace that they imparted with me. They really were uh, very reasonable about it. And even though they are in a potentially high risk group, they they weren't running around and emptying shelves of toilet paper. (laughs) They just sort of carried on with their life in a limited scope. There's a lot to say about that reassurance that our elders can provide us with. I'm going to an example as well. My 93-year-old nanny, whom you've met, and who is this very classy and old-fashioned character. Very classy. (laughs) Had a similar sense of perspective. When we asked her whether she was going to be all right, she lives in Romania, she answered that she had lived through the war. She had lived through the Romanian Revolution. Her husband had been in a concentration camp. So she said she kind of knew how to deal with this type of problem. My recommendation is to do with the wisdom of the elders. And it is one episode from the Beyond Today podcast. I will link the episode in the show notes. And it involves these narrative interviews done with survivors of the concentration camps. It was particularly um, an older man and a woman, and they were describing very harsh realities that they had survived. And yet, all I could hear was a deep sense of intact humanity, a clear sense of morality, and most importantly, peace. I strongly recommend that episode. It was really a beautiful listen. And a film recommendation from me for today would be Grand Torino by Clint Eastwood. Probably fair to say that we haven't loved everything that Clint Eastwood has done recently, but we really loved this one. It's a, it's a story about a gentleman past his prime who is maybe slightly misunderstood by a younger generation from his own family, but tries to find meaning and sort of fit in a new community, a diverse community that was built in his vicinity. Yeah, it's a very, very touching story. If you if you like Clint Eastwood. Yeah, it's a very gentle story, yes. Yeah, so give that a go. And with this we say goodbye until next week. Goodbye and take good care of yourselves. This is it from us. If you like the podcast, please rate, review or subscribe. Get involved in the conversation each week on my Instagram account at stories.